so Jade, what do you think about uh, Tua Tungabailoa and the Miami Dolphins? Uh, well, you know, um, I didn't really see it coming, but I, I don't keep up, so I guess uh, that, that you get you get surprised by that kind of stuff when you're just not in the loop on these things. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> 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 I love how much you committed to not committing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I gotta pretend that I know what I'm talking about when I don't know what I'm talking about. That, that's that's completely fair. Um, uh, so anyway, um, how do you think about Kirk Cousins' performance against the Eagles this past Thursday? Uh, I mean, you know, it could have been better, could have been worse. That's just kind of the way it goes. He was probably having an off day. Yeah. Yeah, too bad about those four fumbles that he didn't commit that lost him the game, huh? Well, you know, he's overworked and underslept. and He's having a rough day and everyone needs to go lighter on him. <laughs> His name is Kirk. Like, he's had a hard mm. life already. Yeah. Yeah, it's like everyone just expected him to captain a spaceship his whole life, and here he is playing sports. Yeah. Because what the spaceships loser. weren't ready yet. Yeah. Born decades too soon. <laughs> too... <laughs> uh, too... <laughs> too late to explore the new world. Too early to explore the stars. Just in time to be uh, on a mediocre Vikings team. Yeah. But he gets to be a Viking, so that's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, it is pretty cool. Like, they, they do all the... Yeah, um, they got, like, the horned helmets and the axes and the, you know, the yeah. longboats and stuff. Okay, so I don't know if you've actually seen the, the football helmets of the... Minnesota Vikings, but they do have uh, horns on the side, like painted on horns on okay. the side. Not, not like actual horns that they no. can gore their opponents with. No. <laughs> but <laughs> they do have horn decals mm. that. Uh, now, in the you know, XFL, they'd let them have real horns. They, <laughs> they 100% would. Yeah. They, that's why they, we need to bring it back. Just let everyone have their most, like, fantasy armor yeah. for. Uh, the XFL League. <laughs> they just throw, like, actual lions against actual, like, meat packers. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> j just like live-action Blood Bowl. <laughs> Man, when the when the lions play the Bengals, that's when you know it's on. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just it's lions and eagles and jet fighters and, uh, <laughs> and vikings and... And just some good old patriots who you, you somehow know, just just guys with guns up against all of this. You know, I I like every year when uh, the Lions play the Saints. It's a real throwback to ancient Rome. Yeah. Hey Jade, we're doing a show right now. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and we have probably 
five listeners based on the download numbers. So and none welcome. of them watch football. <laughs> yeah, probably not. It, it's okay. Only half of the hosts of this show watch football, so... Yep. I know some of the names of football teams, and I'm pretty sure they're NFL ones and not, like, college league ones. Okay, there's 32 teams. How many can you name? Uh, of the NFL ones? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to start naming stuff, so I guess you'll have to keep track of how many, how many I got right and how many I have out of 32. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, some of these we've already said. So, Vikings... Yeah. Uh, whatever Washington's going by these days. The Commanders. Uh, okay. Uh, Patriots, Jets, Giants, um, Steelers, 49ers? Is that yeah. a separate one? Okay. It is. Um, yeah, because I know there's like a few Pennsylvania ones, I think. Um, they're not in Pennsylvania, but. Uh, oh, not. Okay. The, the 49ers are well, San Francisco, but I think they technically oh. play in well, what totally is it, Anaheim. Country, yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, there, there is another Pennsylvania team, though. Um, Eagles? Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so... Well, because uh, Eagles and Falcons are different birds that have teams. Yeah, the, the Falcons are also another one. But just a, a fun fact about the uh, Steelers and Eagles okay. is that I I think it was during it was it was either World War Two or like one of the players union lockouts mm. where like they didn't have enough players left to to like fill teams in the league um, so they combined the <laughs> they combined the Steelers and the Eagles to make a new team called the Steagles. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like something I would do. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. That's an actual thing that happened, though. Uh, but anyway, go on. You've got like uh, eight of them. Packers. Yeah. Um, Buccaneers. Yeah. Because uh, I, I, I was just thinking, like, Tampa Bay. What is Tampa Bay something? Buccaneers. Which, I, actually, I would like to have Buccaneers. You know, pi- having Pirates would be cool. Like, you know, Portland, Maine has its own uh, baseball team, the Portland Pirates. Um, that I think, there, you know, there's like some merchandise from that kicking around the house. There is another pirate-themed team that you haven't said yet. Okay. Um, the One-Eyed Jacks. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll stumble on it. I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of other animal-named ones that I've forgotten. Oh, yeah. Is Bears a yes. football team? Okay. I'll give you one one chance to name the city the Bears are from. Uh, the Bears. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. I, I know that there's like a, well, it's like a SNL skit or something where someone just says, the Bears. Yeah. Which tells me it's probably Midwest. It's- Yep, but it is the I most important exactly city where. in the Midwest. <laughs> Chicago? Yeah. Okay. Um, um, Bengals, Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, There's another team in Ohio. Mm, um, 
Yeah. Well, let's see. What other cities are in Ohio? There's only two other cities in Ohio that people know about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone I know from Ohio just says it sucks. Yeah. Um, I, I hear that a lot. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember offhand. Um, um, oh, well. Do you, maybe do you know where either. the Drew Carey show was set? Nope. I don't <laughs> think I've seen any... Ep- I know who Drew Carey is, but I don't think I've seen that show. I've mostly seen him on Whose Line Is It Anyway. That was an underrated network sitcom um, that I used to watch when I was like 12. <laughs> mm. I haven't no, seen I, it. I mostly know him from being a game show host on things. Yeah. Whose line is hilarious. Uh, yeah. Anyway. He, whose line uh, and he took over Prices Right after Bob Barker retired? Right. And he, then he uh, got real skinny. Because mm. he used to be really big. Now oh, he's like yeah. average size. Huh. Yeah, I haven't um, seen him recently. But anyway, the other Ohio city starts with a C. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I still don't remember. It's Cleveland. Oh, Cleveland they're Browns. Not de- they're not Detroit. <laughs> no. But uh, uh, I, is Brown Cleveland Browns or is that yeah. a baseball team? Okay. No, that's right. That's a football team. Um, yeah. Hmm. So. Since he said Buccaneers, there's also like three more teams in Florida. <laughs> yeah, no, I figure. I mean, uh, cause the, the, the did I already say Jets? I mean, I know I said you, you did. Jets you got all the earlier. Okay, you got all the like Northeast teams. Okay. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I probably hear those names more often because I'm in the Northeast, right? Um, even though like Patriots is the oh. only one for like all of New England. You know, we've got, like, multiple states and just one team. Actually, there, there might be one Northeast team that you didn't get. It, it, like, is you, there, like, another Connecticut or Rhode Island? Because there's a bunch in New York. There, and then I think Patriots is the only New England one that I know of. There's three in New York, but two of them technically are in New Jersey. <laughs> okay. And th- there's one that actually plays in the state of New York. Yeah. I mean, because, um, like, New England is Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and Connecticut. Yeah. Um, they used to be the Boston Patriots, but then they were like, hey, we need better marketing. <laughs> so they're like, hey, yeah, we're, we're just going to rope Patriots the rest now. of these states that have nothing else going on. In. Yeah. Because, yeah, because we've got, you know, Boston Red Sox and New England Patriots, and that's like the, and then, you know, whatever the basketball team that I've I'm blanking on at the moment. You know, um, it's like uh, I, I, all of, uh, yeah, it's like all all of our sports teams are like the Boston ones, because yeah. otherwise it's just you know local, like you know, not major league teams. Because like I can't even name a city in Vermont, so <laughs> uh, Montpelier. Yeah, is the first that's... one coming to mind. That's probably the capital. I believe you. Um. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. okay. You, you got well, yeah, like I know there's, there's like there's other Florida ones. This is probably there's got to be yeah. other California ones. I'm not thinking. Of. Oh yeah, there's like um, well, there used to be well, like uh, no, three or four in California. Um, just kind well, of I guess mentally still panning through the country. Uh, I mean, there's got to be a Colorado something. There is. Um, 
Um, the city should be easy to guess. <laughs> Texas. There's is like three. Oilers a football team, or is that they used else? to be? Okay. The, yeah, the Houston Oilers were a team uh, that went away in like the '90s. They rebranded. Okay. Okay, so it, they used to be the Houston Oilers, and then they rebranded, um, and they they moved, and they became the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. And since then, uh, there's another Houston team, and they have the least uh, creative the name. Houston Exxon Valdez Oil Spills. The Houston Texans. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's lame, isn't it? Yeah. Um, um, is the Indian still a team, or have they rebranded too? Because I know that they've tried to get rid of most of the Native American uh, yeah the stereotyping ones. The Cleveland Indians are a baseball team. Um, I don't oh, think they've rebranded yet, but I oh. I honestly wouldn't know. But the the Washington former Redskins uh, yeah have rebranded as well. At first, they were the Washington Football Team. <laughs> For, yeah. for like three years. Yeah, the intentionally <laughs> blank team. Yeah. Una- insert name here team. And then I think like over the past six months, they, they've picked the Washington Commanders. And they don't even have a lo- lo- like an actual logo. Like their logo is just a W for Washington. Mm. Yeah, which, that, is, that's, which is funny. They're, they're projecting into the universe that they want to win. So they get a big W. Yeah. They cannot take um, the L. They must take the W. No. Um, okay, so we could either completely stop this, or I could give you clues about how to name every other team. Probably clues would help, because there's, there's probably a lot that I know, but I just it's not in the forefront of my mind because I don't think about sports okay. much. So, because I don't remember all of them that you got, I'm just going to go over, like... Okay. So um, Well, if you start going through the, like a list or something, I... You know, even like state, state like the city name or whatever, because most of them, you know, it's like place name, team name. Yeah. And a lot of those associations are in my brain. Some, you know, I hear yeah. Cleveland and then Browns and yeah. Indians, you know, pops up. Yeah. You got, you got Browns, um, after I told you Cleveland. So, yeah. Um, okay. So AFC East, you already named all of those, I think. Uh, except the team, the other team from New York, uh, Buffalo. Um, uh, Bills. Right. Okay. Um, named after a guy. Oh, okay. Because I know that, well, the, isn't there a symbol of Buffalo? Yeah, it is. It's like a red and blue So Buffalo. that's just, it, that has nothing to do with the Bill part. It's just because they're from Buffalo, they have a mascot yeah, it, of a it's, Buffalo. It, it's, it's a pun. <laughs> on the guy Buffalo Bill, who was okay. like a, a, he was like, a, he put on like frontier shows. I think, um, hmm. I think that stereotype was cowboy man. Yeah. Um. Yes. So that's the Wait, AFC Cowboys. East. A team, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. yeah I yeah, forgot the Cowboys. They are. Yeah. Um. Okay, so NFC, uh, AFC South, I don't think you got any. Um, so uh, it's one of the Florida teams in Jacksonville. Jaguars? Yeah. 
Okay. Um, let's see. And I, I actually named this team already. Um, they used to be the Oilers. Oh, the Texans. Uh, well, t- technically. Oh, the Tennessee they, Titans. Right, right, right. Yeah, the, um, yeah. They moved and then were replaced by the Texans. Uh, in this next one, it's a horse team. Uh, Th- there's two horse teams. Stallions. No. No. Um. It starts with a C. Oh, Colts. Yeah, Indianapolis Colts. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't the, have guessed where they're from. Uh, it seems like they're usually just called the Colts. Yeah, that's kind of random. Indianapolis. Nobody cares about Indianapolis. Too many syllables. I don't think the city's even on a river. Who, who the fuck cares about it? Mm. No, <laughs> um, you're going to keep it to three syllables or less. Yep. And we already went over the Texans, so that's that. Uh, AFC West. Um, here is another team that uses uh, Native American iconography, but it's not offensive, so they haven't changed it. Okay. Um, from Kansas City. Oh, the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's not it's not directly offensive, like you know, yeah. referring referring to a group of people by the color of their skin. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, or even I mean, Redskin has the whole like, scalping thing. Yeah. Um, where yeah, I guess like chiefs and Indians. Like yes, you're you know borrowing culture without permission, but otherwise it's not. Yeah. You know. As derogatory. Yeah. Um, okay. And, oh, the the one from Colorado you didn't get. It, it's also a horse team. Okay. Is it the Colorado something? Uh, no, it's a city in Colorado. The only... The only city you would know from Colorado. Um... Denver... Yeah, you're almost there. Horses. Yeah. Um, Starts with a B. Bucks? Denver Broncos. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, now that you mentioned, I do know. I've heard of these people. And, uh... Many adventures. These these horses. Yeah. Um, These horses uh, that throw footballs around. And there's a team, they used to be in... In the uh, XFL, they would let the Broncos ride horseback. They would. We have Vikings with horns and axes and shields up against the Broncos Uh, on horseback. (laughs) uh, Broncos fight the Colts, it's just a joust. (laughs) Yeah. That would be cool if they yeah if horseback they joust did that. yeah like, like football football with two teams on horses and they have to like throw the ball to each other it would be that's just I mean, violently dangerous but yeah I mean <laughs> but so is hockey polo. and soccer and what people get hurt yeah. in sports so you know is it that much worse than all the you know concussions people get from regular football well yeah because it's also animal cruelty yeah. I guess. And the animals don't get paid. So well, Okay, so we need robo horses. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be that would that would be ethical and awesome. Yeah. 
And then we can get lots of scandals about, you know, people you know, like modifying their sports horses to be uh, <laughs> you know, too strong. Yeah, they're robo horses. Ro- robotic horse steroids, you mean? Yeah. 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 It's like, oh, they, uh, you know, put some new chips in them that are faster than the legal limit of uh, your horse chips. Look at that horse. You can't even see its robo balls. Mm. Uh, okay, so let's see. We did well, the that, Chiefs. That's where the power is stored in the balls. <laughs> They're batteries. Yep. <laughs> and you can disable the horse by hitting it in the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and when you need to plug it in for the night, you just like pull out its penis and stick it in an outlet. <laughs> Robo penis. <laughs> uh, I'm glad we we kept with this like just, <laughs> just completely dead on arrival segment. Um, yeah, we we that, do have topics, but not that many topics. Yeah. Uh. uh so the uh, other pirate so West teams. Yeah, the other pirate theme team. Uh, they used to be in. California, but now they're in Las Vegas. Okay. Are they the oh, Las they... Vegas something? or? Yeah, they are now. They used to be the Oakland something. Oh. Oakland Raiders. Yeah. I, I didn't know they moved to Vegas, but I mean, Oakland yeah. Raiders is the name I know. Yeah, they did a few years ago. Um, what's the other team in the West? They must not be that important. Um, let's see, Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, and I'm I'm blanking. Hmm. <laughs> I'm legitimately blanking. I can't think of it. Uh, anyway, we'll move on. Uh, AFC North, because who the fuck gives a care? Hmm. Uh, um, let's see. So you said the Steelers. You said, you said the Browns. You said the Bengals. I guess there is one more, like in the northeast. Uh, okay, I, I wasn't googling these, but because you skipped on it, the other AFC West team is the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh yeah, we did already. Well, I, I said it in the at, at the very beginning. Mm. Um, but yeah, I forgot them because they're not in San Diego anymore. They moved to LA, and who cares? Mm. <laughs> um. They're too Hollywood now. Yeah. Um, but there's another bird team. Um, and they're they're also on the East Coast. Um, um, what's the city for them? It's in Maryland. Uh, Baltimore... Orioles? Or is that the baseball team? That's a baseball team. Mm. Um, their, their mascots are named uh, Allen, Edgar, and Poe. Oh, Ravens. Yeah. Uh, and that's all the AFC North. You, you, you had most of that one already. Mm. Um, okay, let's see. NFC East... You said Cowboys, you said Giants, uh, you said Washington, Commanders. Um, 
And actually, you said the Eagles. You got the entire NFC East. Um, okay. Very, very happy about that one. The most. Yeah, over, yeah I guess overexposed. the region I'm in that I you know just see on TV or whatever. Yeah. I'm... The the NFC East is also the most overexposed mm. <laughs> division in, of the league. So yeah, um, okay. mainstream ones for normies. In, NFC South, all the teams that nobody cares about, but everybody hates. Um, you said the Buccaneers, you said the Falcons. Um, okay, so there's one uh, There's one that is, it's two states, but they share a team. Um, it's okay. on the East Coast. Is it named for both of those states? Yes. It's one word for both states. So the name of the team is the name of both states? Yes. Hmm. Both, um, both states are on the East Coast. Is it both of the Carolinas? Yes. Is Carolina something? Yes. Um. I have another hint that Unless you've heard the team before, you won't get it right off the bat, but... It's not coming, I mean... It, it's a cat. It's a, it's oh, a cat. Okay, because I was going to say Carolina Cardinals, but no, that's no. probably a baseball team and also birds. That is um, that is another NFL team, but we'll get there. Um, Carolina Cougars. No, but that would make sense, wouldn't it? Carolina Tigers. Carolina no. Lions. Nope. The Lions are another team, but not in Carolina. Um, Carolina Kitties. <laughs> <laughs> I guess people wouldn't no. hate them if their name was the Kitties. Okay, look, they're not the Carolina Kitties, but if I ever get an argument with a fan uh, on the <laughs> internet, I will call them the Carolina Kitties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it starts with a P. Panthers? Yeah, Carolina oh. Panthers. Okay. Um, there's one more team in the NFC South, and it's the team I like, which... If you know three things about me, um, you know the general area in which I live. Or New yes. Orleans. Yeah. Orleans. Yep, New Orleans. Okay. I did say them earlier. Mm. Um, and you laughed, so. <laughs> hmm. Um. Okay. I mean, I forgot already. It's, a. Uh, the New Orleans Saints. Um, oh, okay. Because the area is extremely Catholic for some reason. Mm. I mean, I know, I know the reason, but I'm not getting French into influence. Louisiana history. Yeah. yeah. Um, Spanish and then French, um, and then a lot mm. of other shit, which yeah. I'm not going to get into. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so NFC West. Um, I don't think you got any of them. But yeah, you, you did. You did say one of the mascots, but you you were kind of just shooting the shit, like you didn't know where. Okay. Um. 
Let's see. Two of them are like directly on the west coast. Um, one of them isn't, but it is generally west. Um, okay. Because we've done um, some California ones already. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, you said 49ers. It's San Francisco 49ers. I forgot okay. you said that one. So it's, I guess, yeah, I mean, that, three of them. That one, the I was trying to, at first I was thinking 69ers, and no, that can't be correct. And then I 49ers. <laughs> okay, that isn't right, but again, if I get in an argument. <laughs> yeah, just refer to them as the 69ers, and it sounds cooler. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's another LA team, and. Uh, um, well, the LA Lakers is a basketball team. Yep. And that's the first one that comes to mind when I hear L.A. team. They used to be in St. Louis. St. Louis, Missouri. And they were in the NFC West for some reason. Um, they, uh, it starts with an R. It's a mammal. Uh, okay. Um... Starts with an R. Um, they also have horns on their helmet. Uh, well, raptors aren't mammals. No. That would be an awesome football name, though. Yeah, why aren't there more dinosaur football teams? They, they should be. I, mean, I guess they were all named at a time when everybody cared about cowboys and stuff. Yeah. Instead of, you know, when dinosaurs became popular. And honestly, honestly, if it was raptors, that's also just a cool bird name. Yeah. Also a cool plane name. Hmm. Um. Um. It's the L.A. Rams. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that one. I, I've probably uh, I feel like I've seen I do remember seeing like the Rams horns on helmets, but yeah, I forgot that was a team. It's fine, they're forgettable. Yeah. Um, okay, I gotta so get there's... some more Super Bowl rings before I'll pay attention to them. Yeah, I mean they won a couple years ago because the NFL wanted them to. But anyway, mm. uh, uh, there's a there's another team on the West Coast. It's not in California. It's more north. Um, is it's like one one famous city like north of uh, California on the west coast there's only two really um, uh, I, I was typing something uh, which what was the clues um, so it's a it's a, a city north of California on the west coast. Um, okay. Um, north of California. So okay. So it's what, Portland, Oregon. Because we've already done a Washington one. Well, that the the commanders are Washington D.C. Oh, oh, I, I thought they were Washington State. Huh. No, there's okay. one in Washington State. Hmm. Uh, Seattle. Yeah. Seahawks. It, yeah. 
Okay. So another bird. You got it. Okay. Um, and and this one you actually said earlier. Um, they're not they're not on the west coast, but they're they're in the general southwest. Um, um, and it, it 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 is also a bird. Uh, phoenix phoenixes. They used to be phoenix. Now they're they they've taken the whole state of Arizona. Mm. But they're not. The they phoenixes. also. They also are a fiery colored bird, though. Mm. Um, cardinals? Yeah. Okay. Arizona the, yeah, cardinals. the one I guessed earlier, the Cardinals. Okay. Yep. Probably the worst franchise in the league. Yay. <laughs> mm. uh, okay, you're almost there. NFC North. You, you said the Packers. Yep. Um, you said the Bears. Da Bears. Um, yep. We talked about the Vikings a lot. Yeah. So there's there's one more, and we we've talked about this mascot already. Okay. And actually, we've talked about the city. We just haven't put the two together. Okay. Um. But uh, to get to give you a hint, NFC North. Um, uh, uh, okay. I mean, like Chicago Bulls is a basketball team. Yeah. Um, is it it's, a Chicago it, thing? No, it's mm. it's in a state um, with a lake named after it. Um. Okay, is it Michigan? Yeah. Um. Uh, okay, so uh, Detroit. So yeah, yeah, so you it's got a it. Detroit thing. Yep. Okay. Um, and did, did you say what any other clues beyond being a D Detroit something? Uh, I, I think the only one I gave you is that we've talked about it already. I, uh, mean, I mean, is it the Steelers or was that somewhere no, else? No, that, that's Pittsburgh. Okay. Is it something um, else to do with metal? Because I know Denver is like a manufacturing no. uh, town. Uh, the, it's a cat. Um. Uh, Bengals. Was that That's Denver? Cincinnati? No, it's a uh, Detroit okay. Lions. Oh, okay. And that's it. That's all thirty-two teams. Okay. It it took it somehow took thirty-five. <laughs> minutes but we got there yep uh, we, we do have you know an important proposal for the xfl when they decide to return now about how they can spice it up and you know get some yeah. excitement in there and you know, just incorporate more elements of uh your team names and mascots do you think they could pay god enough money to <laughs> like bless a team named the saints to do better well, I mean, the whole history of saints is usually them dying in the name of God, so that just kind of seems like their gimmick. I hate how fucking accurate that is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, like, you don't usually achieve sainthood in life. Some people do. 
sometimes, but like, mostly oh, saints helped. are known for, oh, you died, but you did a lot of good things in your life, yeah. and therefore we can now remember you well, because you won't be cancelled by your future statements. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're bringing the fucking Mother Teresa heat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's uh, easy to say someone lived a good life when they can't, you know, turn that around through their future yeah. actions. Yeah. If you if you died because you tried to bring God to the uh, heathen masses, then you know, good for yeah. you, I guess. Yeah, and that's the end of the story, and we can uh, write it however we want now. Yep. With no interference. Nope. None of that. <laughs> I'm just going to stop here because it's making me mm. sad. Um, <laughs> um, okay, should we talk about Pikmin or should we talk about the Disney Plus stuff that I watched? How or many men did you topics? pick? Um, so many. Just so, so many. But it was easy because I got to ride a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Okay is great. It is, like, because I've played, you know, before this, I've, I've played Pikmin 1, 2, 3, and Hey Pikmin, the 3DS spin-off that's just kind of a cute platformer. Um, and it is so convenient in 4 that you can have your whole army riding on the back of this dog, so you don't have to deal with the times when you need to, like, cross a narrow path, and suddenly the Pikmin are just falling off the cliff because they're dumb. Yeah, that was the worst part of Pikmin 1, is the pathing. That they choose to take. Yeah, because the way it worked in like all the classic Pikmin is your army follows around behind you, and you can like rotate them with the C stick. But um, you know they they aren't the smartest, and if they run into an edge, they will just fall off of it. Yeah, th there was a puzzle um, in Pikmin One that's just like directly related to how bad. <laughs> Um, the Pikmin's pathing is. Yeah. Where, like, there, there's, like, a... There's just, like, a ledge, and you have to, like, go around a bunch of tight corners um, with no with no walls on the side, so the Pikmin will just run off. Yeah. Um, so, like, the only way to actually do it is to just, like, throw the Pikmin ahead of you, and then they'll just stay there until you pick them up again. Yeah. And that was annoying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pikmin one, I beat it with a guide telling me, you know, how to get because of the thirty day limit thing. It doesn't really give you time to puzzle out for yourself how to get the things and where to find the things. So I used a guide to make sure I could get it in the thirty days after failing the first run. Um, Pikmin two was my favorite up till four. Because it took away the day's limit, and so you could like spend a day just growing more Pikmin if you need to. And, um, you know, it introduced the. You're just collecting these fun treasures because you're like one inch tall. You're finding like a big coin or a big Game Boy or something, and you're just collecting those. Um, and then I think two yeah. also introduced the dungeon cave things that are yeah. just like more puzzle focused, you know, no time limit at all you just get to explore and figure it out yeah um and three nice wasn't 
Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Louis sucks ass all the time in every game he appears in. Um, three. You know, Miyamoto said with three, he wanted to bring back the stress of the first one, but not quite as much because people didn't like that. So you know, three is a good balance between one and two. Like collecting fruit isn't hard. It's so not hard that. Like, halfway through the game, when Louis steals all your juice, like, that's a big setback because, you know, at least for me, I had so much built up because it's not that hard to build it up. And I never ran out because it, it's just not... It's not that hard to find some amount of fruit every day to keep it filled. Um, but then four, 4 is the best one. It's got none of those annoying bullshit things that 1 and 3 have. It's got all the fun that 2 had, but then it's got even more mo. Although, I, I, 4, I'm at the point now, I've 100% explored all of the main regions. Um, okay. I'm about halfway through the night missions. I don't like those as much, but at least they're short, so it's, you know, not like I'm wasting a ton of time if it doesn't go right. Yeah. Um, I don't really like the Dandori battles, but at least in the main story, if any of them are too hard, you can just have Dingo step in and do it for you. Yeah. Um, and I've I've done one day of Olimar's mission, uh, but that like that kind of thing stresses me out because when you tell me I have a limited number of days and I need to get a certain number of things, I feel like I can't fuck up and therefore I can't just casually play it. I need to play it at a time when I'm actually alert and strategizing, and then I just don't want to play it, because I'm usually not in that kind of a mood. So, I haven't progressed much in that. I I started it because, I mean, you need to do it to do 100% of the game, and um, because I thought I needed the purple and white uh, onions so I could start growing those Pikmin, because there's that big... Uh, item in the last area that you need a hundred purple pikmin to carry but yeah. then i found you could just go into the cave where you first got purple pikmin and turn a bunch of blue ones into purple ones and so i did that instead see that that's what i did i i got to the final dungeon and uh like there was one floor of it where there's uh two or three purple flowers yeah so I, I just kept doing that until I got to a hundred. Yeah, the I, engulfed I, I castle in in the 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 water area where you first get purple pigment. There's two flowers on the bottom layer of that. Yeah, that that's not a flow with the boss fight though, is it? Uh, it is, but the purple flowers are before the boss fight. Okay. So you just do the purple flowers and then leave. Yeah, them. yeah, you just get them and then. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. It, see, like, I I made the mistake of playing all the games back-to-back, -back, and, like, mm. two, two and three are kind of a blur to me, <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, like, two is the most no-stakes one, and three it isn't hard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the only thing with 4 is that it's, like, super easy. Like, there's no there's no consequences, basically. 
Yeah. Um, but that's also... I mean, that that's the appeal of it, that you can just take your time yeah. and do things, and if any of it's too hard, the game has a way to skip it, usually. Yeah, and it's, it's like, if you want challenge, you could just do some of the optional stuff, you know, like try to get uh, gold or platinum uh, trophies on the battles and stuff like that. Yeah, like the do, Dandori do the challenges, yeah. the time limits and stuff. Yeah, through, through the optional stuff. Um, but, like, the, the main game, like, rescuing survivors um, and going through caves, like, it's it's no stress. Yeah. Yeah, there's just there's it's, a lot of fun. really, you know, like, like I'm, I said with, you know, Ochi the dog, it, it, just a lot of really good quality of life improvements to smooth out the annoying parts of Pikmin games. Yeah. Yeah, o- Ochi is he's really nice. Um it does kind of mean like you you're barely on foot, you know, like getting the classic Pikmin experience of just, you know, throwing guys at things. Yeah, I mean, um, like you can still get that in the Olimar story mode. Yeah. Although I'm sure at some point Moss will show up in that. Yeah, they Moss shows up in the second area, so it's kind of just, uh, after that, it's kind of just the main story over again. Mm. Um, until the end. But, yeah, mm. and I mean, even, even that, like, it's, just get 15 ship parts in 15 days, it's, it's not. Uh, I thought it was 30 ship parts. Or do was you only need to get? I I, I think it, it's fifteen days and thirty parts. Because I, I was looking be. at it and I thought, oh shit, I have to try to find and get two of these every day. Otherwise, I'll be falling behind. It you, you might be right. I don't remember. Um, yeah, because like the original but, game is thirty parts in thirty days. And yeah, I think the Olimar story in four is thirty parts in fifteen days. Yeah, I mean, it, it. the thing about that 15-day limit, though, is that, like, when you get to the last area, it replays, like, the beginning of the, uh, the story mode. Okay, um, so so it only does the four areas. It doesn't do the other two after. No. Okay. Like, in the, in the fourth area is where, he, spoiler alert, he turns into <laughs> the red uh, leaf link. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, because that, that's where the prologue of the game, where you're playing, is all yeah. about riding on moss in the house. Right. Um, yeah, see, like, I the I didn't find the Alamar story that hard, just because, like, the areas are so, like, not small, but, like, being able to move your base uh, makes mm. them a lot smaller. Because, yeah. uh, like, no, nothing, you, you don't have to transport anything more than, you know, what would be the equivalent of, like, a couple hundred feet. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing is, you do need to, like, build up Pikmin every time you get a new onion. Yeah. But that doesn't take a whole lot of time, especially. Uh, 
since you've got Oak uh, or Moss, who gets upgraded really quick once you start getting ship parts. Mm. Yeah, I mean, because I only did the first day, but after that, they're like, hey, here, you can get one of your items uh, that you had. Yeah, uh, every time you you get a ship part, um, it gives you a, an item. Yeah. Um, or an item or an upgrade, so... Yeah, like it, 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 it starts off kind of slow, but like once you get started, then you don't have to really worry about getting more pigment. It, it's just, it snowballs. Mm. Um, yeah, so I played Pikmin 4 first, and then I played Pikmin 1. I was like, let me see how bad the time limit is, and then. I beat it on day 22. Um, okay. Did you have to use a like, guide at all to find stuff? No, the, but the, the thing is, like, I knew how all the bosses worked because they're all in Pikmin 4. Mm. Um, so, like, on, on the final boss, when it's, like, that, that big mossy one with the, the yellow face. Mm. Um, yeah, the it's like Bulblacks. Yeah. It's like, oh, I know how to beat this. I make it eat a bomb, and then I throw everything at the face until it dies. Uh, yeah. And yeah, which is still it's easier if you have Ochi because then you can just charge into it, stun him, and then uh, yeah, rather than hitting a a hundred times. Yeah, yeah, hitting a a hundred times. Then we wakes up. You have to slam the B button and get them all back to you before they start getting eaten. Yeah. Also, if you upgrade Ochi enough, he could just, like, during the night missions, he can just, like, tank, <laughs> like, yeah. 90% of the enemies. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I have to remember to hop off of him so I can command him to attack stuff, because usually I'm just, like, right on him, slam into a thing, let the army deal with it while the yeah. the, the attack you know, charge meter builds back up. Yeah. I, I mean, the the... The, the charge attack on the glow Pikmin is, like, even better than Ochi's charge. Hmm. So yeah, I, it, I haven't really done that that much because I'm always just riding on Ochi. Uh, next time you do a night mission, just hold, like, do, do, the, do the charge attack with the glow Pikmin. Like it'll, yeah, it's like I have to hop off and then hold X instead of right. uh, standing on or riding in the right. hold X. But it, it, it stuns everything for, like, a good few seconds, like, long enough to where, like, they'll just, if you have enough of them, they'll just kill it right mm. away. Um, so it takes out everything, like, pretty easy. Okay. Yeah, because I've done all the easy night missions, but now I'm at the ones that are at least, like, three to five difficulty. Yeah. I don't... See, I like the night missions just because, like, they're really, like, fast-paced, and it's like, okay, go, 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 grab it, grab it, kill it, grab it, kill it, grab it, kill it, and then it's over. Mm. Um, nice change of pace. Yeah, I mean, I, I've come closer to losing on the night missions than I do during the day, because during the day I can just, like, if I come up against a difficult enemy, I can attack it, run away, wait for my uh, stuff to recharge, and then charge back in. 
But with the night ones, you can't do that because if it's eating the the luminol thing, then you have to deal with it then and there. Yeah. That's why you just get Ochi to kill it. Mm. He's a good boy. He kills things very well. Yeah, but I'm ratting on him. I'm waiting for his meter to recharge so I can charge at something. Yeah. Ochi's really cute. I love Ochi. Mm. Ochi is my favorite character in fiction. I wonder if they've made a plushie yet. They had to. He's just way too marketable. Yeah, like they've made plushies of all the other, just like regular Pikmin. Yep. Ochi plushie. Yeah, it looks like there's a few different ones. You know, fuck that. I want an Ochi beanbag. I mean, I, some of these might be beanbags. Uh, hard to tell from the image. Well, I'm going to throw one of these on my Christmas list. Yeah. Let's see, how big oh, is this one? This one is $14. Um, do we have anything else to say about Pikmin? It's just really fucking fun. And also kind of weird totally. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's like yeah like oh, all of them are being fucked to death you. by the corporation and yeah and then the pikmin are just yeah. resources i mean i don't know it was weird in four like anytime any pikmin died someone would pop up on the codec and be like oh no more pikmin died but you know, me having played one, two, and three first, I'm like, yeah, these guys are cute, but also they die a lot. Like yeah. that's they, they are here to be thrown at enemies, and then they will die. So it's also, like I'm not heartbroken when like two Pikmin get eaten. If anything, I'm like, oh good, I don't have to rewind because I didn't lose <laughs> half my forces on this uh, this one attack here. Like I can replace two. That? You ever think about how much you're fucking up the ecosystem? <laughs> like, basically turning Pikmin into, like, the top predators? Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's microscopic. Most people on the planet won't notice. Yeah, but if if they take out all the things that the birds eat, then all the birds will die. None of the crops will get fertilized, and then... Mm. Yeah. All the, yeah. All the people on the planet are dead. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, it's a very weird planet, because, like, like, the final boss spoilers, Louis is riding on a giant dog that is, like, an earth dog, except, like Ochi and Moss, it only has two legs, and also it can generate electricity and fire and ice, and it can fly. It's like, this is a weird-ass dog that, uh... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just you saying this is a weird ass dog it reminds me of uh, like Elden Ring where you, you would you would go up to like a random NPC that's not human and there would be a message like dog ahead <laughs> so it'd be like like the turtle with the Pope hat it'd be like good dog ahead hmm <laughs> Did you know about the turtle with the Pope hat? Because I just oh, realized that out, right. out of context, that, that's kind of... 
Well, I'm still, <laughs> I was looking weird. at reviews on this Ochi Plus to see if a $14 one is, you know, actually that good. Uh, yeah, no, the, the, the Turtle Pope I know about because Brandon Sanderson last Halloween dressed, he did like a live stream charity thing, and he was dressed up as the Turtle Pope. And the way he did nice. that was like, it was like his head wearing a Pope hat, and then he was like dressed all in black, except like his hands had these like turtle, you know, feet uh you know it was his hands and then there was just a big like turtle shell plush body attached to his neck so it was you know framed in a way like he's wearing black on a black background and like his face is painted all gray and he's got a pope hat and he's just got this body stuck to the back of his head so it's you know supposed to look like a turtle pope so yeah that's where i know about turtle pope from nice um the reviews on this $14 Ochi plush aren't that good, so I will keep looking for another one. But also, I got distracted because there's snail plushies in the uh, related stuff that are adorable. Even though I already have snail plushies and I don't need more. <laughs> uh, my Christmas list is kind of light, so whatever. Just throw some of these on there, I guess. Um, but yeah, cause other time, let's see, so I watched multiple things on Disney Plus. Um, Me too. Okay, yeah, oh well, yeah, cause you got your Disney list continuing. Yeah, which um, I just got back to, really. I yeah. Mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, let's see, cause I said I would explain Ahsoka, the show, uh, I don't even remember if I've talked about it in at any length on our previous episodes. Um, I think you just said a bunch of like basic shit, like nothing's really happened yet. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're five episodes in, and still nothing's really happened yet. It's it's eight episodes total. We're five episodes in. Um, so far, <laughs> they haven't even gotten to the place where they're going, but. Um, yeah, and it seems like general reviews are mixed. I think the show appeals a lot to people who are really excited to see stuff from Clone Wars and Rebels appear in live action. Uh, for everyone else, it it's just a bunch of really bad, stilted dialogue. You know, how, like, I've complained about the dialogue in the Clone Wars. It's like that, except it feels even worse because it's coming out of real people's mouths. Um, it's just, you know, just some, like, terrible prequels level dialogue, um, that uh, Clone Wars had it, Rebels probably had it, I, I don't remember. Um, you know, just, yeah, it's, uh, uh plotline-wise, so far, five out of eight episodes in, um, we are introduced to two new villains, like, right at the start, and I will say, visually, it looks really cool. Like, they've got that Star Wars look down, even when they're translating cartoon characters into live action, and, you know, like, they're a little bright, but uh, otherwise, it's still, like, a, it, it has a good look to it, um, even if the acting is terrible. But, uh... Um, yeah, like, the, uh, Ahsoka in The Mandalorian, um, Look pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it's the same makeup and everything. 
Yeah, well, yeah, because there's Ahsoka, there's also, you know, Sabine, who is this girl from Rebels who's got, like, purple hair, um, and, you know, like, all the characters from Rebels have pretty bright clothing. Like, Hera is a twi- she's a green Twi'lek with, like, just a bright orange jumpsuit, um, and it, it kind of stands out, but everything's, you know, that kind of can't be colorful sci-fi so it 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 works um but yeah so first episode we are introduced to two new villains uh balen skull um played by uh ray winston um and uh shin hati i think her name the it, it they are two dark jedi who aren't technically sith i guess i don't know they haven't really explained what their deal is um, but, yeah, they are, they, they board a New Republic prison ship to kill everyone and escape with, um, Morgan Elsbeth, who is the woman who Ahsoka was interrogating in Mandalorian Season 2, um, about Thrawn's location. She, I guess, is like a witch of Dathomir, uh, even though she doesn't look quite as over the top as most of the witches of Dathomir seem to. Um, but, no, she, she's one of them, and she's got some connection to Thrawn, I guess, somehow, I don't know. A lot of it feels like it's not explained. Um, so, yeah, so they, they break her out of prison, and then Ahsoka, meanwhile, is doing an Indiana Jones on some, like, remote, abandoned city on a planet somewhere. She finds a cave and solves a, a puzzle of like aligning lights and pillars and stuff and uh that reveals this orb that is a star map but she can't find how to open the star map so she goes to Hera for help and Hera's like you should go back to Sabine the per- the other character from Rebels uh who um apparently was Ahsoka's apprentice after that even though she didn't really seem like she was gonna become a Jedi I guess she tried to become a Jedi and didn't really like it or whatever, and <laughs> and then they went separate ways. Um, Maybe Ahsoka tried to kill her. Probably. I don't know. There's just a lot of really stilted conversations about training and, you know, trust and shit. Um, you know, just that, that old Clone Wars dialogue of people saying snappy things that are like supposed to sound snappy and like smart and clever but it feels like they're just reading a script back and forth to each other um but but yeah so that you know there's a whole thing of like sabine doesn't trust ahsoka and but they gotta work together and i don't give a fuck um also the so where rebels left off and they said like this show would be watchable even if you hadn't seen Rebels, but it kind of isn't. Um, so where Rebels of left off, say that. yeah, like where where Rebels left off, um, Ezra Bridger, the Luke Skywalker of that show, um, got in. You know, like in order to defeat Grand Admiral Thrawn, he summoned a bunch of space whales to take the ship that had him and Thrawn on it and drag it off into deep space somewhere. And where the show ended, Ahsoka and Sabine were preparing to go look for 
where it was that Ezra went. And apparently, you know, that's when the training thing happened, and then they split up, and then Ahsoka's still been casually looking in between all the other stuff she was doing on Mandalorian, I guess. Who knows what she was doing during the the whole civil war of the original trilogy, I, I guess. I don't know, she had other stuff it's to do. It's fucking off, apparently. Yeah, who knows. But, um... Yeah, so... So Sabine is still trying to find a way to get to Ezra, even though she you know, doesn't want to work with Ahsoka or whatever. So she's just been hanging out on Lothal, the like main planet from Rebels. Um, and yeah, so Ahsoka brings her the star map, and then she runs off with it to go look at it alone. And she solves it, but then she gets attacked by the Dark Jedi person who stabs her seemingly lethally. It It's kind of an awkward moment at the end of the first episode where um, Sabine is, like, stabbed with a lightsaber and she's on the ground dying, and then it cuts to in memory of Ray Winston. Uh, and it's like, uh, that, I mean, it, yeah. it's a guy who just died, and you're putting it, you know, after... A scene of a main character seemingly dying, but then in the next episode she's okay. She's she's recovering. Um, yeah, that's awkward. Yeah, um, but you know they they probably should have put the in loving memory title card at the start of the episode. I think. Um, so yeah. Um, so yeah. So second episode, she's fine. She she didn't get stabbed lethally. She's recovering. But the map is stolen, so then Ahsoka has to go track down the map and try to get it back. Um, also, the bad guys have a third lightsaber-wielding henchman named Merrick, who is like an ex-inquisitor. He's got the stupid spinny uh, helicopter lightsaber. Um, and he's like masked, and people thought, like for the first four episodes... Because spoilers again, he dies. Um, people thought, oh, this guy's masked, and uh, you know, it seems like they're trying to hide his identity. Maybe he's actually someone important. And like the prevailing theories was either it's going to turn out, oh, Ezra's already back, and he's dark side, and he's in this this costume, or um, because his name was Merrick, people thought it might have been Galen Merrick, aka Starkiller, you know, that they were working him back into the canon. Um, Why would people think that? Because of the name, and only because of the name. <laughs> but, um, but no. No, um, it turned out he is actually, I guess he's a knight brother, maybe, because when he dies, this, like, green gas comes out of him. Um, the, you know, we never see his face. He just gets, you know, samurai movie slashed, and then green gas comes out of him because it's, instead of a blood spray, it's green gas. But, that's also what happened when Savage died, so it some Dathomir witch magic powered him up, I guess. Yeah, so why if if it was just some dude, then like why even spend four episodes <laughs> setting up a, a a seeming mystery of who he is when he's no one? Yeah. I guess they didn't think people would think it was a mystery. They thought it would just come off as like, oh, he's like another Boba Fett. It's just like a cool armor that, you know, 
But no, people people got pretty invested in wondering who this guy was, and then he turned out to be nobody from nowhere. Once again. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Good old Star Wars. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Star Wars is getting like Disney, where it's like, oh, like only the Skywalkers are important, so we'll we'll not do that. And but then it's like nobody's important, and then everybody's. Important. It's like okay, yeah, none of this know. makes sense. Um. So yeah. So, uh, I think yeah, I think Ahsoka she got the map back. Um. And, you know, has to work together with Sabine. Um, also, David Tennant is playing the lightsaber training robot from the Clone Wars. Um, he's back, and he's the sassy robot sidekick on the ship um, with Ahsoka and stuff. Um, Ahsoka ends up going to this planet where there's, like, uh well no does she go it, it's like it there's like the back and forth between like the villains want the map um the heroes have the map um and yeah because i can't remember if, if the, no i don't think actually i don't think they got the map because yeah no they definitely didn't get the map no the bad guys got away with the map um because the bad guys bring the map to this like ruin on a planet where they can uh, put the, the... It's basically like the star maps from Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, it like projects out this image of the galaxy. And it's a map that shows... I guess... The, it shows the path to get to another galaxy. Um, that I... You know, and, and why exactly this map is sitting in a cave in the middle of nowhere... Apparently, it's because it's tracking the um, like the migration paths of the whales, and so they're hoping that the migration paths of the whales will tell them what galaxy it was that Ezra had the whales drag him and Thrawn off to. Um, How which fast are these fucking whales? They can go to light speed, I guess. I don't know hyperspeed. Um, but yeah, there, there's these these tentacle space whales. Um, who, you know, dragged off Ezra and Thrawn, and everybody's trying, the bad guys are trying to find Thrawn, and the good guys are trying to find Ezra, and that is the premise we've been sold, and as of episode 5, they are, well, we'll, we'll get there. They, they haven't gotten to the galaxy yet. They're, they're still working on it. Um, cause by the end of episode 4, uh, Sabine and Ahsoka go to confront the bad guys who have, um, they've unlocked the map, they've seen where they need to go, they have a giant hyperdrive ring, like the one that Obi-Wan put his ship in in Episode 2. Um, they have an enormous one of those that they're planning to ride into the other galaxy. Um, and yeah, so there's a confrontation. Uh, Ahsoka is knocked off a cliff into the water, seemingly dead. Um, and then Sabine agrees to go with the bad guys because they're going, they all want to get to the same place. Um, and the, you know, Ray Winston's character, Balin, is like the kind of villain who's like more honorable and reasonable than most villains. You know, he's like, 
he talks her into coming along and she agrees and he stops his apprentice from trying to kill her at that point because he made a deal um so yeah so um they all head off and then the most recent ep oh and then at the end of episode four um we see ahsoka is you know in her near-death experience i guess is in the world between worlds which is the time travel dimension from rebels um which i guess is like the spirit plane or something is how they're portraying it in this like this is where all the force ghosts hang out um you know it's just like a bunch of glowing pathways in a weird empty space um so she's in there and she sees hayden christensen anakin uh de-aged to look like his episode three self except with a really f like plasticky looking face um like i i normally don't get bothered by uh those de-aging things but he looks really weird um but... yeah like it in, in obi-wan like they they tone that down and it's like yeah he doesn't look like he should be you know teenager young adult but like people will people will say like hey this is getting made 20 years later it's okay yeah so, I'm, I'm gonna find a picture of this to show you because it it looks off uh, just, it's too smooth. Okay, come on, Google. Well, I guess I can just copy this image. Um, I hate when it does this. Okay, refresh, there we go. Copy, image, and send. Smooth boy Anakin. Oh yeah, the lighting doesn't fucking help at all, does it? Yeah, no, his his face it just it looks weird. But people are excited about it because <laughs> yay, my you know, childhood friend Anakin is back. Um, he looks like a Kaminoan. Yeah. No. <laughs> so yeah, so she's in the world between worlds and Anakin's there. Woo. Um and then most recent episode. Um Hera He's starting to get in hot water with her superiors because she keeps following this, you know, Ahsoka, Thrawn, Ezra shit that they think is, it's just a, you know, nothing chase that they're doing. Um, but then, uh, her son, uh, who's, like, Force-sensitive because she'd had a thing with this Jedi guy, Kanan Jarrus, from Rebels, who died in the last season, but they still had a kid. Um, so her, her son is like force sensitive and he can hear lightsabers in the water wow uh which is he's hearing into this world between worlds dimension where uh weird smooth face anakin is completing ahsoka's training by having a lightsaber duel with her even you know he's like flickering back and forth between his vader self and his regular self it's all this like weird dreamscape kind of thing um weird. and then she gets like knocked off the path and falls into smoke and wakes up in a live-action recreation of one of the battles from the Clone Wars show, where there's, like, a kid actress playing, like, Kid Ahsoka, um, and, the, you know, there's clones and there's Anakin, and I think that's one of the things that, like, people who love the Clone Wars are very excited to see it done in live-action, um, I, I didn't really love the Clone Wars, so I'm just indifferent to it. But I, I get it. 
you know, if if they ever got around to adapting some of my favorite old decanonized novels, then I would also be losing my shit, but nope. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of jealous, is what I'm trying to say, I guess. Um, and also, just, yeah, I, I don't care. So, so yeah, so Ahsoka has this, you know, force vision of Clone Wars and whatever, and lots of just terrible stilted dialogue, because that's all Filoni knows how to write when he doesn't have John Favreau to rein him in. Um, and, and then, yeah, so then Ahsoka comes out of that and, you know, is able to beat Anakin in their lightsaber duel. And then, um, decides that she wants to live. So she wakes up in the water where she's rescued by the New Republic, uh, people. Uh, you know, Hera's group, who then, um, they, they, like, fly up, and Ahsoka kind of, like, mind-meld force communicates with the flying tentacle whales, uh, to persuade them to, uh, where episode five ends, uh, Ahsoka's taken her ship, and they, like, hop into the whale's mouth, and then the whale light speeds off into that other galaxy. So by episode six, hopefully, hopefully by the next episode this Wednesday, all of the characters have finally gotten from galaxy A to galaxy B, and we can maybe see Ezra and Thrawn, who they've been teasing for this entire season. Um, I don't know. I'm not really impressed with the show. Um, and I think, yeah, the appeal is mostly just seeing cartoon things brought back and done in live action. Um, and, you know, yeah. for people who weren't put off by the, the stilted dialogue. Stilted dialogue is a Star Wars tradition. Mm. Like, you can't have Star Wars without it. Yeah, it's just... I like, I don't know, like, there, there was a scene in... The, the most recent episode that just struck me is it's just it's so blunt in what it's trying to do um that it you know the the, the part where like Hera and her kid like her kid is you know like that they're by the water her kid is you know trying to get her attention and she like holds up a hand to him to say like no I I can't talk to you right now I'm busy talking to this other New Republic guy who's trying to tell me about all the, you know, shit we're getting from Command. Um, and then, you know, she actually listens to him, and he's talking about, like, can you hear the sound of the lightsabers? And she's like, oh, yeah, I guess I can hear. Uh, and then, you know, the New Republic guy's trying to get her attention, she holds up a hand to him to tell him to stop. And it's like that, that kind of, like, just deliberate parallel of, like, you know, thing reverse of thing and they're doing it in the same scene and it feels like yes i can see what you're doing wow you took a screenwriting class um <laughs> but you know i don't know because then like later that day i watched the dungeons and dragons movie again and they do similar kind of you know like it, it it's a part of screenwriting and like character building language to have thing reversal of thing but uh, they didn't do it in the same scene, and I think that, like, like that's a thing in the Dungeons and Dragons movie, where 
uh, Chris Pine's character, you know, they, they meet Zank the Paladin, this character who's, like, very serious and kind of annoying, but, you know, also charming in a way, um, and, like, they're, they're going into the Underdark, and he's like, if anybody, uh, you know, uh, gets lost, you can just hold my hand and I will lead you, and, and Edgin's like, I'm not, I'm not gonna hold that guy's hand, and it's just kind of a funny joke, but then later, um, after, you know, like, they, they go through, like, the Underdark, they have a bridge puzzle that they fuck up, they have a big fight with a bunch of, like, cultists, and then they get chased by a dragon, and then Edgin, like, falls and has to, you know, like, Zank reaches out and Edgin has to take his hand to, uh, you know, be helped up, um, and it's, like, like, they're, you know, they, they like, say a thing, do the reverse of the thing later, and then that's the character building. But they didn't, like, do it in one scene and, like, emphasize it so hard that, uh, it's like, did, did you see? Did you right. see the thing I did? It, wasn't that smart? Wasn't that clever? How, you know, Hera held up her hand to her son to tell him to shut up and then later holds up her hand to the New Republic guy to tell him to shut up? Um, like, it's just, like, the, the writing in Ahsoka, it's just, it's so blunt about, like, trying to do, I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills when I hear people talking about how good the show is, though, because it's like, it's not. But, what do I know? But it's got the orange lady in it. Yeah, it's got all your favorite characters from when we were a kid back in 2008. I am old. Uh, yeah, Jane, I'm very sorry. But that was one of the most bitter things I've ever heard of. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm just I, I I am old and bitter and jealous because I want the things that happened when that like I read about when I was a kid back in 2003, not the things that happened when I was an 18 year old in 2008. I I completely understand that. Yeah. Um, that impulse though, I I do, I really, I really, <laughs> I really, really do. Oh, uh, I wish I did. Mm. Um, but. Yeah, because I mean, like, I like Star Wars generally, but yeah, um, yeah. Like, I I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about Star Wars. I guess. Yeah, and that's like that's kind of the thing. I I feel, I feel like in just a lot of things, I feel like I'm part of like a lost generation. Um. Which I guess, I mean, maybe it's just that I get into, like, really niche parts of things. Because, like, like with Star Wars, you know, I guess the generation, you know, born in 1990, be like, ten, you know, the, the prequels were coming out when I was 9 and 12 and 15. So I guess the prequels would be my generation, and they are, you know, starting to call back to that and stuff. But I don't love, like, I, I don't. I don't see a battle droid and go, oh wow, that's a battle droid. And, like I don't, I don't fucking care. And battle droids were cool, but I don't get excited about them. Um, you know, I I would get more excited about like stuff from the books from like the '90s and the 2000s that I read and enjoyed. But I think that's maybe just uh, like snobbery on my part that I'm like into this. Oh, it's like I like this part because this is the part that people don't know about because this is like the special part but also it was just a better written part 
Like, the, the best written Star Wars books are better written than anything in the movies and the shows. Um, but, you know, the, the stuff that they are calling back to tends to be either stuff from the 70s and 80s of, like, the old, you know, like, either the original trilogy movies or, like, like the Marvel comics like to call back to the old 80s Marvel comics and ignore all of the 90s and 2000s and 2010, well, I guess not 2010s, but the 90s and 2000s Dark Horse had the license, and they did all kinds of cool stuff, and those generally get ignored because uh, the people, like the nostalgia they're trying to appeal to is the 80s nostalgia for that. Yeah. Um, and now these newer shows, you know, like all of the Filoni stuff is calling back to the other Filoni stuff, which is the stuff after the era that I cared about them, like the 2000s era that I liked. Um, the Filoni stuff is like the Clone Wars and Rebels and, um, I mean, I think Resistance is probably just going to be forgotten, but, um, but, you know, now that, you know, we got like Bad Batch and Ahsoka and, uh, you know, like those, those shows are like calling back to the, I, I, I don't know. Like Mandalorian at least was cool because that one is like most you know it does have some callbacks to things, but mostly it's its own thing, really. Um, so at least it's you know allowed to stand on its own. Uh, and even like Andor is like that. It's it's not really trying to be a nostalgia thing, so I don't dislike it for for any of those kind of reasons. Um, yeah, I, I I get what you're saying. I, like, I'm I'm not super deep into like any huge franchise that I could think of. Like, I mean, like Ace Combat is a thing, but it's a, on a completely different level than fucking Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> so, well, because Nintendo's um, the other big one. Like, like just this week there was a Nintendo Direct. Uh, it was rumored and turned out to be true that there was going to be a new F-Zero game, which I was, you know, I didn't believe it would happen, and it was like, wow, they're going to do a new F-Zero. And they did, and it's F-Zero 99, which is the Super Nintendo F-Zero, except now you can have 99 players. Which, I don't care. Like, the F-Zeros I liked were, like, F-Zero SNES, is, it's fine, but it's basic. Like, even as racing games go, it's just really basic. Um, you know, I liked X and GX and, like, the anime and GP Legend. Like, GP Legend at least was, like, the style of the Super Nintendo one, but you've got all 30-plus racers with all their, like, cool, wacky designs. And But even, you know, I, I, I prefer, like, the 3D racers of X and GX, and it feels, you know, like, like we, it was like that, and like, like Star Fox. Every time they make a new Star Fox, it's just Star Fox sixty four again. And I, you know, I want something in the style of Star Fox Assault from two thousand five, where they like actually let the characters be on foot, and you know they have Crystal in there. Um, but it's like that whole everything between sixty four. And the present, they just kind of ignore that because they keep wanting to throw back to the nine, like early nineties, like eighties and nineties nostalgia. Um, 
and like and, and just like most of Nintendo's franchises feel like they do that they just like you know they, they make a new entry but they want it to be nostalgic for the earliest entries and all of that like any innovation that happened in the middle just kind of gets ignored um except for like Zelda yeah. like Zelda Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom are really cool cuz they are like actually advancing like the technology and the style of the games and you know expanding it in a way um it doesn't feel like they're just like like let's do a Zelda that's in the style of the original NES Zelda and uh and that's what people want is to just keep doing the original again i don't know i just i like 2000 stuff but i guess that's not going to be the nostalgic thing for at least another decade. Maybe. Yeah, just wait until, like, people are nostalgic for the Star Wars sequels and then the world just gotta fucking end. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, we got, like, people are nostalgic for the prequels now. Um, yeah, but... which I get, but also, like, shut the fuck up, they're not good. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it feels like a lot of these franchises have been around so long that it's, like, like certain eras are the ones that get uh, the love, you know, like the nostalgia love. So, it's like, if you like things that were outside of those eras, it's probably just going to get ignored and we're just going to keep doing that thing again. Um which could transition into a Disney conversation if we want to talk about the Renaissance era and how stuff that happened shortly after the Renaissance era was also very good, even though, uh, you know, because it wasn't a part of that musical era that everybody loves. It's just like, oh, well, that means it's bad. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, honestly, like, even starting with Mulan, which is a musical, but not... The music isn't focused on mm. to the level that it is in some of the earlier movies. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, I, I honestly don't have a lot to say about Mulan. Like, I don't... I'm not super invested, mm. <laughs> like, while while the movie's on, to be honest. But, like, there's, there's some really fucking good moments in it. Mm. Um... I mean, I think, like, all the songs are pretty good. Yeah. Um, I'll Make a Man Out of You is just fucking yeah, super fun. Power anthem, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, to be honest, like, most of the other ones aren't super memorable to me. Mm. Um, yeah, the one Got a girl back home who's unlike any other, but the only girl who'd love him is his mother. Yeah. Mm. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't... Like, Mulan is really good. Mm. Like, it just doesn't hold up to, like, the, the Lion Kings of the world, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, the animation, like, from... You know, Hercules and Mulan both did the thing of, like, uh, kind of blending... Disney animation with the style of the culture that it's set in. Yeah. So it's a little yeah. flatter and a little more angular. You know, it didn't have like all the lush 
like paintings of Lion King. Right, and they aside from that one sequence that they did, I think for the trailer of her stealing the sword, like that one, yeah. they actually put and a that, lot that, more time and effort into. That's the best scene in the movie, um, like in a vacuum, anyway. Yeah, like that um, one, I remember being the like seeing that on VHS ahead of other movies as the trailer for Mulan. Yeah, like like with the the music and the animation and the pacing of that scene are all just perfect. Um, because like, but before that, it's really just setting up Mulan's character of like, oh, she's this, she's a girl that doesn't fit in and doesn't want to get married, uh, like, you know, forcibly married, basically. Hmm. Um, which. I mean, it's it's basically like the distillation of like every um, female main character in the Disney Renaissance. Hmm. You know, like, oh, I want. I mean, yeah. I mean, everybody knows at this point. Um, yeah. It dives a little bit deeper into like the man being a woman sucks sometimes, <laughs> um, hmm. but. Well, yeah, there's there's more of the gender stuff in part because, you know, like Mulan's story was uh, a woman who goes to war disguised as a man. So, you know, that that becomes like a main conflict of it, the the gender thing. Yeah. It's it's also funny. It's also funny that there's a, a romance plot though, where uh, Shane, like he he thinks that she's a man, but also like he seems kind of interested mm. uh, at certain points, uh, like low key interested. But you know, it's like, damn, yeah, <laughs> like like that dude just kicked my ass. That's kind of hot. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, I might be reading way too much into it. I mean, uh, yeah, I could see it. He's probably bisexual. Like, because there's... Yeah, there's the um, the training montage and I'll Make a Man Out of You where, um, you know, near the end, they're fighting. Uh, they're fighting with the staffs. Um, and she knocks him down and... He looks up and she's like, uh, uh, and he's like, damn, he's good. Mm. <laughs> but, but he has that look. He has that, he has that fucking look. Uh, I don't know. It was just funny to me. Um, but yeah, like aside from that, like near the end, like some of the war scenes are pretty good. Mm. Like the the CG on the avalanche is, is like I expected it to be jarring, and it wasn't nearly as jarring as I thought it would be. Mm. Um, like the the cavalry charge is actually pretty good. Mm. Yeah, that's about it. I like Mulan. Is it Mulan? Isn't one of the top ones for me. Um, but like I said, I did still really like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it it's also weirdly like similar to Aladdin. <laughs> uh, 
it, it you know in the sense that like like she's half Jasmine and half Aladdin. Mm. It, that yeah, like, I mean it's one of the more actiony Disney movies. Yeah. Yeah, and like there's the whole thing with the uh, secret identity, like Aladdin. Mm. Um, and also, she's like, she's a woman of noble birth. Um, she's kind of like stuck in the uh, system, like Jasmine. Mm. Um, and also, Mushu is just trying to capture the magic of uh, Robin Williams' genie. Um, yeah. Mm. And mostly failing. But like he's not he's not bad he's just yeah he I I sometimes forget he's in the movie but yeah, yeah. I, I mean you know comedy sidekick animal sidekick he he's fine yeah yeah but like even like out of all the comedy sidekicks like he he's definitely the most like hey we got another famous comedian of mm. uh, um to be like big and bombastic bombastic um but like yeah yeah like he's good eddie murphy's good like he's no genie he's not even like a donkey um Mm. he's just kind of like yeah he's there he's funny sometimes a lot of times he's not yeah it's okay yeah um yeah that's all i got um do you want to talk tarzan Um, or what was there I mean, there's one? a bug oh, yeah. there's a bug's life which i mean nobody <laughs> nobody even cared mm. <laughs> when i was watching it i mean it, it is like the least like out of every disney movie in the 90s it is like the least interesting probably maybe i don't know i i, I liked it as a kid it was on rewatch it was fine yeah like it, it's it's mostly just a bunch of gags back to back. Yeah. Um, like all the characters are basically just like, Hey, I'm neurotic in this kind of way. <laughs> oh yeah. And that's about it. Um, the, the ending though is really nice. Mm. What with um, Hopper getting eaten by the giant birds. Yeah. Like, oh man, the, the actor for Hopper mm. <laughs> really really had to um, dig deep to bring out that evil, right? Mm. Like, I wonder where they pulled that from. Uh, it, anyway, yeah, it's it's good. It's not great. It's just kind of there. Like, it's, it's a fun kids movie. That's all it was trying to be. That's all it is. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, still, you know, early days Pixar of, you know, what creatures can we do in CGI that won't look horrible? And, like, bugs are already naturally segmented, so you can pull them off in in CG. I I actually liked, like, especially with the the caterpillar, like, all the, all the, like, squishing and stretching they did with some of the models was, uh, pretty cool to watch mm. um and the the birds are actually like legitimately scary yeah um just cause like when they're huge like the way they they just twitch and move is uh kind of off-putting mm. um, yeah with their, their dead eyes like a doll's eyes 
<laughs> jaws, except it's it's um, I don't know what beaks, talons, yeah, like peckers. Oh, but yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we could make that into a kid's movie. <laughs> no, we, we can make it into a title card. <laughs> there is okay. If you if you do, mm. uh, there's there's a character from Jack Two named Pecker. He's a bird monkey guy. Okay. I mean, I was just <laughs> like, thinking of taking one of like the screenshot of the baby birds about to eat Hopper, and then just Peckers. That's cool too. <laughs> Like that, there's a there's a monkey bird guy and and Jack too. Um, he introduces himself. He's like, like my name is Pecker. My mom was very vindictive. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, yeah, Bug's life is mostly just kind of boring. <laughs> mm. Like, but well, not boring, just not super interesting. Like. Like I said, it's mostly just a bunch of gags uh, over and over. Um, Tarzan was actually really good. It was a lot better than I thought it'd be. Mm. Like I, that's one I haven't seen in like twenty years. Um, yeah, no, I I love that one. And the. The music was really good, and the animation was really good, and Jane's kind of hot. Mm. So, <laughs> you know. Uh, also, Tarzan. Like, damn, just ads for days. Yeah. Yeah, just wearing a little strip of cloth, and that's it. Yeah. And he's uh, skateboarding on uh, vines, because that, <laughs> that was, was a thing in the late 90s. That, that was funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn, they really X game the fuck out of this one. Yeah, no, um, they, they like actually like, looked at like footage of like skateboarders to animate his whole half piping on vines. Yeah, yeah, they were like, how can we make the vine swinging modern? Mm. <laughs> it's like, yep, he can oh, he can we'll hold onto have... a vine with just his toes, his extremely yeah. strong toes. See, I didn't put this in the Discord, but I was thinking it like there have to be some foot fetishes mm. <laughs> that were um, probably activated by by this movie because holy shit! Yeah, I mean, um, when when you have a character that is that naked, it it can't not you know ignite fetishes. Yeah, I mean, like there, there's a point where um, Jane's being chased by the monkeys where. Like, he catches her with his two feet by her foot. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is, this is doing it for somebody. <laughs> I, isn't there a part where he's, like, looking at her feet and, you know, like, confused and, like, inspecting them? Yeah. yeah just, like, like, holding his yeah. foot up, her foot up to his face and looking at all the toes. Yeah, like, the, the monkey stole her boot, um... And they're they're finally in safety, and he's just like getting very up in her business. And one of the things he does is like take her foot and like like inspect between all her toes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he put he puts his head like 
right up to her chest, and I was like, "Yeah, but it's not a titties thing; it's a heartbeat thing." Dis- yeah, it, it is, but it's like, I wonder if anybody was mad at that. Because, mm. <laughs> um, like, you you know how fucking parents uh, are. Yeah, like, well, I mean, if if they were okay with Hunchback, they'll be okay with this. Yeah, at least he's not weren't. sniffing her hair. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> or maybe he was. <laughs> he, I'm pretty sure he literally does at least once, mm. um, but not like Frollo. No, not not like Frollo. no the lustfully Tarzan sniffing do her hair. It's curiously sniffing her hair. Probably so, like somewhere in the middle or near the end of the movie, he he might lustfully sniff her hair once. Mm-hmm. It's more innocent. It's lovingly sniffing your hair. Yeah. Yeah, no, he, he's a jungle man, so he doesn't know that it's faux pas to yeah. touch someone's toes or sniff their hair. Yeah. Uh, it is It is kind of weird seeing how like clearly uncomfortable <laughs> she is when um, he's doing all that. Mm. Uh, like, even though, like, it's obvious he's, he's you know, Innocent and yeah, um, he's been raised by monkeys. You know, cleaning each other's yeah. toes is just a thing they do, right? But also, it is it is kind of awkward to watch mm-hmm. in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three. I'm sure when they do the live action Tarzan, they'll find a way to apologize for him, accident, you know, touching her toes without her consent. <laughs> so, they'll, they'll do like, a whole song <laughs> about how you got to ask permission to touch someone's toes. Tarzan's like, hey, can can I put ear near boob? Mm. <laughs> She's like, yes. But only because I said so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the whole movie's pretty good, mostly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, the soundtrack really goes for it, and also, you know, works into just, like, I don't know, like, the, the emotions of the movie are very good. Yeah. It It is very, you know, like, it is very just, I'm gonna say the emotions that are going on. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you, when you think of the soundtrack, like, in place of, like, character songs in a musical. Yeah. It, it's like, well... That isn't really any worse, is it? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's you know one singer conveying the feelings instead of the uh, the characters conveying the feelings, but yeah, that, yeah, that's what songs and musicals usually do, right? And the, just, just Phil Collins just really goes for it. You know, like like Randy Newman has a reputation of also just like singing about exactly what's on the screen, but doesn't have that same like passion to the voice. Yeah, I mean, Randy Newman's voice is... <laughs> he, he, he's not a great singer. No, I mean, he, um, he just does, like, like fun, silly, little, like, bopping songs. Yeah, but. yeah like like the one where he sings about short people not having a reason to live. Yeah. That's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not... Which, I mean, which, by the way, that is ironic. Like, he's not just a... a Dick. Yeah, no, it, no. It, it's making fun of you know bigotry. Yeah. Um. But 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm very comfortable with saying that Phil Collins is a generally a better singer um, yeah. and better musician in general than uh, Randy Newman. Mm. But you know what? Phil Collins didn't write the theme song for Monk, so who am I to judge? Mm. Yeah. Also, and Phil Collins also, also did the, the soundtrack Newman. to Brother Bear, which I will rewatch probably when you rewatch it. Uh, you, just, although, you just cut off my joke, which no. was, but also Randy Newman <laughs> didn't have anything to do with Brother Bear, so it all even so. Yeah, I mean, because that's <laughs> one that I missed it when it came out and didn't see it until a few years ago, and I mostly thought it was fine. Uh, it's it's not great. The animation is pretty good, mm. but everything else is... Well, I, I shouldn't say everything else. I don't remember any of the music. Well, yeah, I mean, the, that's why this whole year or two of review is happening. Right. So we'll judge it when we get there. I mean, like, 95% of these movies I'm never going <laughs> to watch again. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, aside from, like, The Rescuers... Um, like, am I ever going to watch any of these movies again? Like, maybe... Yeah, I mean, probably maybe like Renaissance ones. But, yeah, I, I mean, like, other than ones that I, I didn't... Mm. Or, like, oh, once you I didn't already for the first know great. Mm. Right. Like, either for the first time or, like, for the first time in decades. Mm. It's like... Yeah, like, uh, aside from, like, watching a Disney movie with my nephew. Like, am I ever gonna watch any of these just on my own? Mm. Like maybe the rescuers. Um, I mean, depending how long the strikes go for, you might have lots of time to watch (laughs) all of these over and over. Yeah. I might watch all the DreamWorks movies, but it's like we talked about before. Mm. Um, They're a lot harder to find streaming yeah yeah, they were all distributed by different studios and who knows what's where now right um Uh, let's see well we're closing in on two hours the other things i watched uh the live action little mermaid it's boring um i I don't know. I mean, I guess it was fine. It's just it. It's like half an hour longer than like I want to say like the original is like ninety minutes, and this one's like two hours. I don't know. It just it, it felt long and just kind of boring. Like this, the underwater CG just looked weird sometimes. You know, it, mm. it didn't feel like the people were there. Like it felt like uh, Antonio Banderas, who plays King Triton, was like called in to like sit in front of a camera for an afternoon and then they just cg'd all of his body and hair around him in the the (laughs) underwater scenes and then even like the way they present atlantis in this it it's not really a city it's just like sometimes the mermaids will sit around some rocks and that's atlantis uh there's just there's no ostentation to it at all it's uh, almost like they they might as well have animated it, huh? Mm. Like, from scratch. I mean, like, they, they were trying to make it look like the actual ocean, which doesn't contain cities, 
but I guess does contain mermaids. I guess, I don't know. It, it, it nah, it, it was blah. Um, it was just kind of boring. Um, and then I saw Pixar's Elemental, uh, their movie from this year. Um, it was cute. Uh, I generally liked it, although I, I, I f it, it feels like, like they started with this idea of, wouldn't it be cool if we did a story where, you know, the four classical elements were different types, you know, we got fire people and water people and earth slash plant people and air slash cloud people, um, and, you know, have them all living together in a city, and that, like, they had that whole idea and all the world building and stuff around that. And then separately decided that they wanted to do like a, you know, second generation immigrant story, you know, like a story of like these immigrant parents who moved to the big city and have to make a life for themselves. And now it's, you know, their kid is like grown up around this and, you know, how, how do they, what do they want to do and with their lives and in the world and, and it's like, like, the heart is in that second part. And the world building of the first part is, like, cool and interesting and, and, you know, like, visually, and it's, like, interesting, you know, they got, like, some fun jokes and gags and stuff around, like, fire people and water people and, and stuff. But where those two things meet is where there's just kind of a, like, a conflict, like, a clash of, the you know what the story's trying to do i guess because it's like like i get you know the whole immigrant story thing is like interesting and emotional but at the same time when a person made of fire is floating around the pool house of a person made of water and if she falls off of this chair she's going to die like i don't know i, I was like afraid for characters lives at times when i probably shouldn't have been just because of the nature of this world and, you know, the, I don't know, it, it, it was, I liked the movie generally, but there, there are just things about it that, um, didn't quite gel right, I think. So, it, it, is it like a total thing? Um... Kinda, I guess, I don't know. Because, you know, it, it's a world where there are people made of fire and people made of water. And, like, the, you know, the, the, the city was built originally by, like, the water people and the earth people. And then the air people moved in and then the fire people moved in. But it's not really built with fire people in mind. So there's, like, you know, trains that are, like, water flumes. That, like, like, everywhere they ride around, they're, like, splashing water everywhere. Which is, like, dangerous and hazardous for the fire people. But they mostly treat it as like, um, like the, like the fire people are living in like the, you know, poor immigrant district of this metropolis. Um, yeah. and the, like, conditions are kind, you know, like all the water everywhere is treated as like, oh, it's kind of shitty. It's like they're dumping their trash on us kind of thing. And not like, oh, we could literally die if we're standing in the wrong spot and one of these trains just dumps water everywhere. Um, but, yeah, so I don't know if that's, like, a tonal clash or... Or ju just kind of a clash of, like, they had these fun ideas for a world of element people, but...
but also they're trying to tell this like human story about um people moving into you know this big diverse city but also there's like class conflict and race conflict kind like they don't get too heavy into the race conflict it's not like zootopia they're not trying to make a point about it although occasionally they do because you know like the the water guy it's like pointed out like he uh, you know i guess okay so the story is um the the main character is this girl ember who is a fire person uh her parents moved to this big city and they set up a shop and you know the district they set it up in ended up over time becoming like a fire people district um and her father really wants her to follow in his footsteps and inherit the shop and keep doing the family business um but then on the day when she gets to run the shop uh there's like a water break in the basement and um this guy wade who was stuck in the pipes he's a water boy um he comes sloshing out and he is a city inspector and he sees that things aren't up to code and he runs off to go uh you know deliver his citations to the office and she chases him down and then there's like this conflict of like um you know she's trying to plead her case to him and he as a wa- like the water people are all like very emotional and um prone to crying because water um so he he is moved by her you know case and is trying to like help not get her shop shut down and there's you know various misadventure conflict things of uh them trying to uh, like get things up to code and also dealing with there's like a a leak somewhere that it it's like this one floodgate that's kind of worn out and there's a risk of like the fire town might get flooded if uh, they can't find a way to seal it up um so while they're dealing with all that the there's like a of all the pixar movies this is the most romance focused um there is like a romance that forms between ember and wade um and uh like wade takes ember at one point home to his house which is like an indoor pool uh where she's in mortal danger the entire time because she's a fire person but that's not really the point it's just supposed to be haha isn't it funny that fire person has to ride on an inflatable chair through a water house um yeah and um and they they find that she is very talent like one of the things she can do as a fire person is like melt down bits of glass and then do some glass blowing and uh make you know pottery and like fancy art stuff and because they're all like you know like rich artsy water people they're they're like oh you you should become an artist you should use your talent um but she's you know she wants to make her father proud and run the family business and so she's conflicted about what she wants to do with her life um and her father hates water people because like early in his you know when he first moved to the city it like they're just like a constant danger to fire people um so you know there's that whole conflict um and yeah uh 
you know, it's just, you know, a lot of, you know, the kind of rom-com, like, will they, won't they, you know, will things get in their way kind of conflicts until eventually they do decide to get together. Also, the, the water gate breaks and they have to evacuate everyone, but then it all gets, like, dried out. I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I'm losing track of where I was in the plot or what happened. Um, I mean, o- overall, it, it was like, yeah. it was cute, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds just like, like a basic romance story with some like weird, uh, you know, the, the regular like Pixar high concept yeah. shit thrown in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's like, it's a good story and like the, the high concept visual stuff is fun. I just felt like it didn't mesh quite right in some places. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the story and the world building is just at odds with each other, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, like that there are directions they could have taken it, but didn't want to. That would have, you know, like I've heard, like before I'd seen the movie, I'd heard like people talk about it, and they were saying like the whole thing of, like, like the way this like world that's made for water people is such a danger to fire people could have been translated into metaphors for like being a person with disability trying to live in, you know, like a modern city, you know, like if you're in a wheelchair and there's stairs everywhere, like that's a danger to you. Um, but they, they didn't really want to go that route with it. So it's just like, like there, there's a danger there, but it's just like, well, I guess, you know, if you're a fire person, you just have to carry an umbrella and some extra sticks to, because the way that fire, if a fire person gets sprayed with water, part of their body will get like destroyed by it, but then they just munch on some sticks and then they, they flame back up. And then, you know, a fire person is, like, around a plant person and they, like, blow their temper and fire goes everywhere. It might, like, comically burn all the leaves off of the tree person, but otherwise they're fine. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're getting into, like, X-Men territory where it's, like, how... Yeah, yeah, it's like, do do people hate you because you're different or do they hate you because you have powers that could kill them with a thought? Right, Like, like, how... How seriously should we take this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was thinking the X-Men thing, too. No. Yeah, like, any time you fictionalize real-world issues, like, it it just... It, it feels like it's just going off into the weeds. Yeah, because um, it's like, like, in some ways it's a race-slash- class thing but in other ways they're kind of different species you know like they're like their natures are just completely different fire people and water people and air people yeah um and then you know there's like this whole thing of like you know a fire and a what like they're afraid to touch each other because it's a fire person and a water person uh but then when they finally do it's like this tingly romantic thing of like oh we can touch hands and we don't destroy each other it's actually just like steam coming off um that steam is both of their bodies yeah. <laughs> being destroyed yeah <laughs> it's it's like but i mean i guess it's like it's like 
it's like a person eating a pineapple where it's like, yeah, your tongue's technically being dissolved, but it's just like a good uh, stingy sen- sensation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also that reminded me, like, there, there is like a whole, like, class racial subtext in A Bug's Life um, mm. that actually is... The, the language that Hopper uses is, is actually just, like, actually poignant. Mm. Uh, he's like, yeah, we have to, we have to keep telling them, like, how, how shitty they are and how much better we are than them, so they don't rise up and kill us all. Yeah, yeah, because uh, there's millions of with, them and there's dozens of us. Yeah. It was like, we have to keep them in fear so they don't realize how strong they are together. So they don't overthrow us. And it's like, oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. it's like, um, you know, as much as we like hanging out in this sombrero in the desert, uh, if we want to keep our long-term food thing going, we gotta make sure they don't realize that they could just overthrow us at any time. Yeah. But that with, with the way you were talking about uh, Elemental, I was just thinking, like, Hey, a bug's life kind of kind of did the a similar thing, mm. but actually kind of good. Yeah, I mean, with elemental, it isn't. There's no us versus them. Like, like yeah, there's you know the Ember's dad hating water people because he's had some bad experiences with them, but it, it's not really presented as like an us versus them kind of thing. I apparently one of the earlier versions of the script had like an actual villain. But, uh, no, the the version they did, it's just, you know, these different groups of people trying to, like, find their way in the world. And also, because it's yeah, a we... movie made by artists, it's about a young artist getting away from, uh, you know, the burdens of her family business to go off and pursue her art career. And, you know, get her parents' acceptance for that. Yeah, you know, like out out of out of all the Disney movies that maybe should have villains, I I don't think Elemental is one that needs it. Yeah, I mean, like just with it being like a, a romance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know a romance and a story of like self discovery and you know uh, different generations and their experiences and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was good. Uh, I'm sure you'll get to it in a year or so when 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 you get up to 2023 in the Disney rewatch. I mean, if I watch up one movie a day, I'll probably be done before the end of the year. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you still have to get up to Strange World. So you can see what you think of uh, Disney's yeah. latest uh, movie about why it's important not to have villains in your movies. <laughs> I I haven't seen that movie, but I fucking hate it. Mm. It was okay. So there's 24 Disney movies, and probably about the same amount of Pixar movies. Probably, yeah, because once you get into the 2000s, they were putting one out every couple of years. Actually, and you'll get to Bolt before that, and I'm curious to see if if you actually end up liking Bolt or not. There's actually 25, so they... Pixar's released one more movie than Disney Animation huh. in the last uh, 23 years. Okay. 
I mean, they did have a double ear once, I think. I think Good Dinosaur and uh, Inside Out Two. were both 2015. Then last year they had Lightyear and Turning Red. Okay, yeah. And in 2020 they had Soul and Onward. Okay. And in 2017 they had Cars 3 and Coco. Okay, so yeah, they... they... And in, in 2015, yeah, that, this is the one you said, yeah. Inside Out and The Good Dinosaur. Yep. Um... Yeah, and then other than that, it's more or less once a year, with a few years missed, mostly at the beginning mm. of the 2000s. But yeah, I've got 49 movies left. <laughs> you know, mm. so that, that's... Uh, how many days left are there in a year? Um, well, we got three months, so that's at least 90 days, and then another half month... So, uh, um, I guess like 120, maybe? Yeah, so about a, a movie every two days, which, which I mean, it's doable, but I probably won't. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we've got multiple holidays in there, too. Yeah. I do have some vacation I need to take, so I might just take one day and watch, like, three movies. Mm. Like, that's my job for the day. But yeah. Yep, and I think that's that's all the stuff from my list. Um, so, Jade, I have a very important question. Okay. Do you think the Vikings can make the playoffs after an 0-2 start? Uh, well, you know, um, maybe if the other guys have a bad day. Then maybe they'll get a chance. Doesn't seem that good though. Hey Jade, I have a question. Mm -hmm. How many regular season games are there in the NFL? Um, per team. Per team. Yeah. (laughs) Thirty. Uh, no, no, <laughs> not quite. Twelve? It's seventeen. Okay. Yeah, I was trying I, to think, because they do like one per week, and they do it for a few months, but I don't know how many months. It, seem, it feels like football just suddenly it, appears one day and then disappears another day, and I'm never quite sure when yeah. that is. So it's, it's generally September to December is the regular season. Okay. And the, the the playoffs are in January. Okay. And then the Super Bowl is in February. Okay, yeah, because I, I thought there was something in February. Yeah. The the big one. Um, the, the most money wasted in a single night every year, mm. <laughs> basically. Um, yeah, yeah I, I'm just hoping the Patriots don't get in, so I don't have to they deal won't. with all of the additional traffic that happens when uh, the Patriots are in the Super Bowl and suddenly everyone wants to come to the grocery store. They have a shot at making the playoffs, but they're not. They're not going to the Super Bowl mm. unless some wild shit happens. Yeah, well, you know, if they deflate enough footballs, then uh, maybe. <laughs> Uh, 
That that's an incomprehensible thing to most people. Yeah. Well, um, I, and I only know about it because I'm in New England, so of course I've heard about different right. gate because everything's a gate if it's a you know conspiracy. Yeah. That that's my favorite thing about football on the internet is is that after that happened mm. uh, because because it. Okay, so for people yeah, who don't for know, Eugene, real quick, uh, they, the, there was a whole conspiracy that the Patriots yeah. were slightly deflating some footballs a little bit, so that when they practiced, they would be they would have an edge because they'd be used to a slightly deflated football, and then they would, I guess, sneak those into the games that they played, so that it's like yeah. that their footballs are a little bit different, and they they're prepared for that. Yeah. So like there, there's a whole thing where like the the entire Patriots equipment team like got I I don't know if they got fired or fined or, or something like that, but Tom Tom Brady <laughs> got suspended for four games for something he basically didn't do. Yeah, um, yeah, just some crazy conspiracy bullshit from people who were mad that they were winning too much. And and for like. Three or four years after that happened, like people on the internet, they they were they're like, "Oh man, look, a streaker just ran on the field, and Tom Brady got suspended for four games." <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he planned that. It, it's like like sometimes jokes on the internet are terrible, and they get old really quick, but. There's there's some things that are just a thing of beauty mm. that a, a whole community can come together uh, and make fun of like one person or group of people yeah. <laughs> that really deserve it. Uh, and then other times there's there's just like fat jokes um, targeted at players who you know get rich all of a sudden um, and like to eat. And, like, that's a little less cool. I mean, like, yeah, um, if they're linebackers, aren't they supposed to be, like, bulky? Yeah, he was a he was a receiver, though. Okay. So, you know, he has to run. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if, if he can still run, then he can, he can work it off. Yeah. Um, even if I do... I do appreciate a good joke where... Where people just change uh, certain statements into other statements, mm. um, and there's a thing where people <laughs> would be like they they take like all the all the boring like you know they they take all the boring things that like uh, athletes and sports reporters would say mm. and just put them on an um, inspirational would, poster is the quote. Well, no, they they would they would rewrite them as uh, like th- this one player, uh, the the guy who got really overweight um, and basically took himself out of professional sports because of it. Um, they would they would rewrite them as being about like fucking red lobster or <laughs> or buffalo wings, and like. Like man, like I really appreciate the form that joke takes, but I don't appreciate the context behind it. Mm. Um, but I mean, whatever. Like, is it? There's, there's like a certain point where like you make yourself a public figure, and you know you're kind of open to criticism. At the same point, it's like we don't have to make fun of people for 
being fat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, so it, it kind of falls somewhere in that area for me. Yeah. It's like, man, I, I, I appreciate it, but also it's kind of wrong, isn't it? Mm. But I mean, it's not a big deal. He still made hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> So, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, I guess it's unfortunate if you were looking forward to him continuing to be in that oh. team and knowing that he's no longer in shape to, you know, perform as an athlete. Yeah, sorry, the Carolina Panthers, Calvin Benjamin, just he, he enjoys food too much. Uh, you wasted your draft pick. Yeah. But also... Um, you, you, you suck all the time anyway, so it's okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. Mm. I have nothing else to say. Um, is there a joke we can end on? Um, um, let me Google sports jokes and we'll see what the first sports joke that comes up is and if it's fun. Oh no. It's not gonna be, is it? Let's see. 122 sports jokes so funny they knock it out of the park. From oh, scarymommy.com. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, let me find the first one. I think it's mildly funny. Okay. Well, the, the first one, yeah, this one's okay. Um, okay. Why does a pitcher raise one leg when he throws the ball? Why is that? If he raises them both, he'd fall down. <laughs> ha ha ha. Okay, there's our joke. We can go. I don't I don't know. I like I think we need another one. What's number sixty nine? What's joke sixty nine on that list? Uh let's see. Okay, joke number sixty nine. After the game he asked her how she liked the experience. Oh, I really liked it, he replied, especially the uniforms and all the big muscles, but I just couldn't understand why they were killing each other over 25 cents. Uh, in, in case anybody didn't get the joke, it's because they're trying to get the quarterback. Oh, I mean that's one I've heard before. (laughs) I I mean, yeah, I've heard it, but like, just I I was just surprised that it was a good one, and I'm happy I asked you to do that. Thank you. Okay. So until Um, next time, stay sporty. Until next time, it sticks. Stay athletic. Yep. In two weeks, you'll get your uh, football updates from uh, Shag yeah. Funk, the number one football podcast on the internet. <laughs> we should just do a whole episode where we talk about... If you can sustain NFL. two hours of talking to me about football, then we can do it. Because I'll have nothing to contribute, I will, except for Snark. I will go through. I will go through the stats of all 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Okay. Should, should we like, assemble a draft team and then we'll see how they do? <laughs> do, you, do you want to start a fantasy football league? I mean, if you want to, I will contribute my lack of knowledge. I 
I've I've never done it. I I hate fucking hate fantasy football. I've never even tried. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've mostly been waiting the for um the I, oh, what's it? the Hey Riddle Riddle podcast. They did a bonus episode where they were supposed to be talking about one thing, but then they got off on a tangent of um the idea of penguin baseball and started. I think what they wanted to do, but never still haven't ended up doing it. We, I, I wish they would, is to just like make a, a like fake fantasy baseball league and stat out a bunch of penguin players, and then you know make teams and then have some kind of random number generator thing to figure out how all of that plays out. I mean. Isn't isn't that just making an RPG? Yeah, pretty much. Except you, you know, have some kind of algorithm to make it play itself. <laughs> I, I'm sure that I kind mean, of thing must not, exist it, already. It's not any dumber than fantasy sports already is. I'll, I'll put it that way. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Because you're just you know getting stats based on the performance of players, and then speculating based on that uh you know who would win in a fight between uh this person and this person by the way jade are you still recording um i mean i had stopped but then i started again when you said you wanted episode or question number 69 because like i i assume that at, at this point after after we signed off with like staying sporty that you you put the you put the ending song over that, the start of the conversation after that, and then you faded back into the conversation. And when I started this past sentence just now, you put the you put the ending song back on. I mean, I could. <laughs> Nobody can barely hear what like, I'm saying. Assuming you're still recording, there's only like a a small blip that I'll have to fix of the couple seconds when I stopped and then started again. When uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you definitely don't have to do any of that, but, like, that's just what I have. Well, I mean, it's all here, happening. so I might as well include it. Yeah. Uh, last week's one, I left out the entire Mad Lib because I figured it would make no sense if all Eugene heard was me reading the prompts for a Mad Lib and then reading the Mad Lib. <laughs> yeah, in case anybody doesn't know, I was so fucking exhausted that I went stupid and just stopped Stop the recording, like, two hours in. When we, we, we actually talked for, like, a half hour after that. Uh, do I need to read another sports okay. joke to end on now? No, that was all just extra. I mean, you can if you want. Pick a number. Okay. Um, but we already did 69, and there's no 420, because this is 122. Um, I guess, we'll, should um, we do the last one, because it's the last one? Okay, sure. Okay. Um, uh, this one's dumb. Uh, why does someone who runs marathons make a good student? Why is that? Because education pays off in the long run. Mm, can we pick another yeah, one? Yeah, we should. Um, okay, this is the last one, no matter how bad well, it is. Well, okay, I gotta find one um, that's not completely terrible. Um... How about 34 for all the porn we could be watching? <laughs> yeah, let's see. 
No, that one's terrible, too. Oh, no. If a basketball player gets athlete's foot, what's an astronaut get? Mistletoe. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, what's the one after 69? What number is that? 70? Yeah, I guess. We'll try yeah, that that's one. That's the number that comes after 69. Uh, okay. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Um, how did America steal the name for football? How was that? I grabbed it and ran. <laughs> okay, that one's good. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. the worst way to end a podcast. <laughs>